Again, I'm, I missed being with you all last week uh, as Bishop Mike talked about uh, money and the root of all evil. Uh, we're continuing our series talking about things that we think might be in the Bible but are not actually in the Bible, things that Jesus never said. And today is one that I'm probably guilty of. I bet lots of you are guilty of. Um, and it's probably one that does more damage than just about anything else. It's that wonderful turn of phrase that everything happens for a reason. You've heard it, right? Everything happens for a reason. We mean so well when we say it. We really do. More often than not, we're sitting with a friend who's going through something terrible, and the fact is that we are not comfortable with silence. We think, I've got to have something to say to make it better, right? I've got to have something to say to fill this silence, to lift their spirits. Well, everything happens for a reason, so it's all going to be okay. I got a hundred bucks for anybody who can find that in the Bible. Jesus never said that. And in fact... I really do think that we do some damage when we say it. Everything happens for a reason sounds great when everything's going great in my life. And of course it's happening for a reason. Great things are happening to me because God loves me. Isn't that great? Everything happens for a reason. To tell me that I or my loved one has cancer for a reason. Or my loved one died in an auto accident for a reason. That doesn't make me feel good. I don't know about you. And yet, I, we continue to, to, to find it everywhere. Everything happens for a reason. And the closest we can come... I scoured. I scoured my Bible up and down. And the closest we can come is what I read today, uh, not I read, uh, that was read for us uh, from the book of Romans. We know that God works all things together, whoop, together for the good of the ones who love God, for those who are called according to God's purpose. This is the one that people often point to when they talk about this. Romans 8, 28. Different translations have it slightly different. I think the closest one actually inserts the word in. We know that God works in all things together for good, which is to say this. Things happen, right? All sorts of things, good things and bad things. Things worth celebrating and things worth sorrow. And in all those things, God works for our good. God doesn't cause them to happen to us, but when they happen, because they will, when tragedy happens because it will, when we are struck down by life because it will happen, God often finds a way for something good and amazing to happen out of that terrible thing. which we see later. It doesn't make it suck any less when we're in the middle of it. Right? 
We'll see it later. Or let me jump back to John. So this is John 9. If you've got a Bible with you, I invite you to pull it out and look at it. This is one of my favorite stories. So Jesus is walking along, and he sees this guy who was born blind. And everybody in Jesus' age agrees everything happens for a reason. And if good things happen, it's because you're basically a good person. If bad things happen, it's because you did something wrong. Right? And so everything happens for a reason. And so they're walking along, and Jesus' disciples ask the obvious questions. Who sinned? Whose fault is it that this guy was born blind? Did he do something wrong, or, you know, is it his parents' fault? Because somebody has to be to blame. We love having somebody to blame. Why is this happening to me, we ask? Whose fault is this? Did I do something wrong? Could I have done something different? It's like we need somebody to blame. And the way we're used to seeing this passage, it goes like this. Jesus answered, neither he nor his parents. This happened so that God's mighty works might be displayed in him. Great. Jesus says neither of them sinned. But what I love is if you have ever read ancient languages, and I know you all have read ancient Greek and ancient Hebrew, right? Okay. So in the oldest manuscript, they didn't have things like punctuation, periods commas and exclamation points. Those were all added hundreds of years later. So when I translate this, it looks something like this. Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. This happened. Period. Full stop. This just happened. Let me put them side by side so you can see what I did there. This happened. But now, given that this had happened, let's do something about it. You see, I don't think Jesus cares about the reason things happened. He cares about what we do in response to the things that happened. Why was this man born blind? Because of his parents' sinners? Neither. It just happened. It's like the bumper sticker, right? It happened. Right? That's what Jesus says. It happened. People get sick. It happens. Sometimes there's a reason. We smoke, we drink, we eat things we ought not, right? But sometimes there's not. We live to be 95 in 100. Our bodies just break down because it's what bodies do sometimes. We just get sick because we get sick sometimes. And maybe there's not a good reason. Maybe it's just the way this broken world works. But I don't think Jesus cares. Why? I think he says, look, it happens. What are you going to do next? We like to look over our shoulders behind us. That's where why looks. Why looks at the past. Why looks over our shoulders and says, why did this happen? How did I get here? And I think Jesus calls us to turn around and face forward and say, I don't care why, what are you going to do next? Look at the thing in front of you. Someone's sick. Okay. Regardless of 
how or why, what are you going to do to show them that they are loved in the midst of that? Someone's grieving. Inevitably, always. What are you going to do to show them God's love in the midst of that grieving? You've been knocked back by loss of employment, by family relationships that aren't what they ought to be. You point fingers at how you wound up there. Or you do the next thing to make it better. And sometimes, it's part of why this story is my favorite, sometimes the next thing that makes it better isn't easy, but it's messy. This is my favorite healing story because you get what Jesus did? He spit in the ground, in the dirt, and made some mud, spit mud. Doesn't that sound appetizing? No, right? Yeah, no, that is not hygienic. That, that is not approved in flu season. But he makes this mud from spit and dirt and pastes it on this guy's face. And he still can't see. He goes and walks into Jerusalem to the pool of healing and washes there. And then he can see. Making things better is sometimes messy. You got to get in the dirt and the mud and the spit and do the next hard thing to make it better. God doesn't promise us that life will always go the way that we plan. Over and over and over again, it happens. This world is broken, and things don't go the way that we would hope that they would. It happens. It happens. And that's the world that we are called to live in. And that's the world that Jesus came into. And that's the world that God loves us in the midst of. Not in some perfect world where we're always happy when terrible things happen because everything happens for a reason. But in a world where we are brokenhearted by the things that happen in life and we're called to pick ourselves up to feel God's love surrounding us and do the next thing. The next loving thing. For our neighbor, for ourselves for the people around us. Everything happens for a reason. Sounds nice. But it makes God into the God who gives people illnesses. Makes God into the one who takes people out of our lives. Makes God into the one who causes tragedies. I don't know that that's the God that I know that I've met in Jesus Christ. The God who I've met in Jesus Christ says, terrible things are happening around me every day and I'm going to do something, something to make this world better, to make this broken, heartbreaking, hard world a little bit better. I don't know the reason that everything happens. I don't. I'd love to pull my big answer book out and flip to the page that tells me why this happened to you and this happened to you and there's the answer and we can fix it. 
But I don't have that. But I can tell you, I can promise you that you are loved in the midst of whatever it is by God and by the people here around you today. And I hope you'll join me in just doing the next loving thing.